Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Morena, John. Kiora, and good morning. And on today's political roundup, we'll be concentrating on the Pike River re-entry with the government's latest announcement, and also on the wider political issues around Pike River. So eight years ago today, a mining disaster at the Pike River mine led to the death of 29 workers. And now Pike River Reentry Minister Andrew Little has announced that re-entry into the Pike River mine will go ahead. The aim of the re-entry is to recover the bodies and to investigate the cause of the explosion. And from a tweet today, Jared Gilbert, who's a sociologist and criminologist of Canterbury University, said, quote unquote, for me, entry into the Pipe River isn't a kind move for the families. It's an investigation of what is quite possibly one of New Zealand's most significant crime scenes. So... The government has stuck to its commitment to re-enter the Pike River mine, and this certainly contrasts with the previous national-led government, which was seen as breaking a commitment to re-enter the mine, and was often seen as acting in bad faith with negotiations with the families and supporters of the deceased miners. However, the relentless campaigning of the Pike River families and their supporters has certainly paid off. As one family member commented yesterday, this is a victory for the little people of New Zealand. However, a major question is, will those responsible for this tragedy ever be truly held to account? The Pike River mining tragedy was a preventable accident caused by unsafe business practices of the mine owner. Pike River Coal operated under extremely lax health and safety practices and previous National and Labour governments had implemented these lax regulations. It can be argued that Pike River mining disaster has taken on a symbolic value of representing the ugly face of capitalism and of the general failures of governments to implement sound health and safety practices. Now that the Pike River families have their victory, to recover the bodies, could we see more agitation in regards to justice for the miners? Could we see a future campaign for jailing the bosses, bureaucrats and politicians who are seen as responsible for this disaster? Now, the question again, who has blood on their hands here? Both previous Labour and national-led regimes are partly responsible for the Pike River mining catastrophe. The deregulated environment that was enacted by both Labour and national governments meant that a Pike River-type disaster was an accident waiting to happen. And what about the union movement? At the time of the tragedy, Andrew Little was head of the union representing the miners, the EPMU. Andrew Little went into bat for the company, saying there was nothing unusual about Pike River or this mine uh, that EPMU were particularly concerned about. Certainly Little has reversed his position, and that's a good thing, but nonetheless the EPMU as well as the Labour Party initially paid, played less than a gallant role in the whole Pike River affair. In the aftermath of the disaster, Labour MP Damien O'Connor also defended the Pike River Company. O'Connor is quoted from 2010 saying that the disaster was just one of these things that the West Coast unfortunately has to get used to over the years and suggested that the company wasn't necessarily to blame. 
So again, why aren't former bosses of the Pipe River Company now in prison? Many experts and commentators have argued that the Pipe River management knowingly operated an unsafe mine. And finally, now that the Pipe River families have gained one victory to recover the bodies, will we see more protests and more agitation for true justice? Okay, and that's your political roundup for today. Thank you very much for that, John. Yes, a momentous day uh, for the people of the West mm. Coast, for the 29 um, families, the 29 uh, victims, uh, and it's good to see Andrew Little do some really great work and keep his promises. Um, yes, it's, uh, I think this was a litmus test for the government, and uh, yeah, they yeah, passed yeah, in they, this regard. They, they've certainly passed, and uh, we'll see what comes of it. Uh, in the future, I and guess. I'd just like to give a shout out to my uh, cousin, Deborah Roberts, who lives on the West Coast and is close, uh, personally close to some of the families and, and those people who uh, lost their lives in the mining disaster. And she has been one of the agitators uh, pushing for true justice. So yeah. well done, cousin Deborah Roberts. Well done for agitating. Good on you. We mm. need agitators. Yes. <laughs> we do. All right. Thank you, John. All right.